Welcome to the ENC Wedding Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Bertling. I really appreciate you being here to listen as we discuss tips to help you plan your wedding. And even if you are not from or are planning to have your wedding in the Eastern North Carolina area, I'm sure you will find our topics beneficial to you in your planning process. In our podcast, we'll have area professionals, brides, grooms, and others participating in discussions that will assist you in your planning. And it is my hope to help you reduce your stress level as well. Hello, thank you for listening. Uh, my co-host today is Mark Rorig. Welcome back, Mark. <laughs> it is so great to be here and a way to pronounce my name correctly. <laughs> That's our running joke here, if you haven't caught up on that yet. Um, so, Mark, as you know, there are potentially many, many wedding dilemmas. And yes. the one we're going to talk about today actually stemmed from a conversation that I had with one of my couples just last week. And I've been working with them for about seven months now. And their wedding's about three months away. I meet with them pretty much on a monthly basis, just as a check-in, because they've hired me for my month of service. Right. And a funny thing came up, and they said, well, we've changed our mind about the first look. <laughs> and I thought, what? Because <laughs> all along, it's come up two or three times in our conversations that they did not want a first look. They wanted to see each other for the first time going, do going down that aisle and I thought, what is the change of heart? And so I said, what happened? What's different? And right. they said they were pressured by their photographer and videographer yeah. okay. to do a first look because okay. they felt like they didn't have enough time to do photos. So, you know, I said, let's look at the timeline. Let's sit down and take a look at this. Right. Okay. So I just, I was kind of blown away by it that a, a vendor would make them change their point of view on something that was so important to them. Right. And, and, and very possibly that that vendor laid out specifics of why, of course, I think your concern would have been to have it that was kind of sprung on them mm -hmm. and that, which creates a, a completely different timeline on the day in the first place. So there's lots of, concerns about it. But number one, if the couple had made a decision to be what what I think most of us call traditional and not see each other until, you know, that that big moment, that that, that should have been the focus no matter what. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, and I think what, we're, what we have to realize, and this is why you have somebody that's been around for four decades with this, What's interesting is, let's say through the 80s and, and most of the 90s, um, there was no such thing as a first look. Mm -hmm. If I were to sit down with a couple and I, the first thing out of my mouth would be, hey, are you guys going to have a first look or are you going to be traditional? They would look at me like I lost my mind. Mm -hmm. It just didn't happen. Um, you know, photographers, it, it generally started at the church uh, with the couple. Mm -hmm. And from there, then that that was that was when the photos began. Now, of course, the photo shoot would be after that ceremony before the reception. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much the standard way. So the question then is what happened that all of a sudden everyone got away from that or not everyone, but people had an option of going away from that. And the the answer to that, of course, is digital photography. Right. So. You have to realize that photographers that were shooting in film 
or with film back in the 80s and for the most of 1990s. Um, it was expensive. Every time you clicked that shutter, that cost a certain amount of money because mm-hmm. you would shoot this roll or several rolls. You wouldn't just shoot one uh, one roll of film, and then you would uh, take this film to the uh, uh, to the lab, and then from there, then here come the photos. Well, generally, you shot somewhere between about 175, maybe. 225 photos. Mm -hmm. Now, most people today are laughing about that because somebody's sitting there in the, in the uh, second or third row of the ceremony, they're clicking off that many photos just during the ceremony. Right. So it was, but it was a very different time. And uh, photography was, uh, was probably very precise and, and there were lots of things that went into it. Now bring, digital photography into the mix. Now, when it first came out, digital photography, let's face it, the cameras were not sophisticated. I I don't remember what the original uh, megapixel size would have been, but it would have been pretty small. Right. Maybe like a four or five or something like that. At the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the cameras weren't equipped to do it yet. And um, so most professional photographers really waited. Now, you started to see them switch towards the latter part of 1990s as that software also came out so that they could do much more serious editing with the photos themselves. Mm -hmm. They were able to eliminate their lab fees, obviously, so they looked forward to that. So it, it opened up a whole new situation, not to mention you could take that camera and you could click off if you wanted to two, three, four thousand mm-hmm. pictures. There was no additional expense. The only thing, uh, the only expense technically is just the photographer's time because they're going to have to go through. Right. They have to edit more photos or pick more from more photos. Right. Right. And then kind of a byproduct of that, once photographers realized they had a different option to give to the couples. Mm-hmm. And that option was, you know what? If we start taking the photos of the two of you together before the ceremony, we're going to have a lot more that we can do. We can hit different locations. It was all kinds of options. It was really, it was a great situation. And also, and I think this is what the couples liked most when that ceremony is over, we've taken almost everything and we can get to the party. Right. They right. wanted to enjoy the cocktail hour. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when when that first came out, I thought, you know, that's very logical. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But there was something that I did notice, you know, um, as I continued to shoot these weddings. And you would see more and more and more and more situations in which they had the first look. And something that I noticed was always very powerful to me. What's that? Is that as I'm shooting that... And of course, the, the the bride, they're they're letting me know ahead of time, oh, we're going to have this first look and everything. And they were adamant, don't miss the expression on the partner's face. Mm-hmm. Don't miss that look that the fiance, because remember, this is we're talking fiance at this part, right? Yes. They're not married. And when that fiance looks down that aisle and sees that 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 partner right there. They've been doing all this planning. This is the big moment. And so they would be very, very adamant that I would not miss this. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Well, when you had a wedding in which they had a first look, they'd already been together for like three hours or more doing photographs. I could always tell that difference in that reaction 
from that partner. Coming down the aisle. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it didn't matter which which partner, mm-hmm. I, I, even even the one coming down the aisle versus the one uh, standing, standing at, at the, the end. Yes, yes. I could always tell the difference as I'm shooting the video. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took note of that. And I just is it just me. And I just I could I could tell that. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do a first look. Right. In any way, shape or form. I think that that in the right circumstances. It's very important. You're 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 trying to free up additional time for photography, and then there again, get to the party as quickly as you can. However, this situation in which you had a photographer that determined and changed the mind of the couple, so I think that's what we're we're trying to discuss here, right? You know. Well, in both, we can look at both sides of it. But for me, with this couple, knowing that they did not want to see each other till that moment, I brought in, let's look at the timeline. Right. And, you know, when you're a month of coordinator, you don't, often don't talk to the vendors until about four or five weeks out. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I have not had that conversation with them yet. But I said, let's go through the timeline. Let's talk to them about it so that we can say, okay, we have this laid out. There is plenty of time for photos. And normally what we do is once the hair and makeup is done, you might have a first look with your dad, your mom, your girls, things like that. But um, you'll have those photos with, let's just say, the bride and her family Right. Along with the bridesmaids and then the groom with his family and the bridesmaids. And of course, we know sometimes there's two two brides, two grooms. But the, the point is, is that each person is going to have that um, whoever's standing up for them and their family's photos before. Right. So right. we're already getting some of those out of the way. Right. And then you can after the ceremony, have those pictures of the groups together, the parents together, the couple together, of course. Right. So there's plenty of time. And I try to work my timelines so that we've had have those times for those pictures and then they still have time to sit down and relax. And right. I think with when there's a videographer that they need a little extra time to set up, especially if it's the same company, because I've seen that before. Right. We're taking all these pictures. Now we got to go set up for the wedding. So we need right. a little time to do that. Right. So we, I like to use that time as, oh, this is the time to go to the bathroom, get a drink of water, um, just rest and relax and try to just have a moment to breathe before the ceremony because you're going to be nervous and right. you just want to get through that with, right. and- with a little more relaxed situation. Right. And and now you just presented, you know, really like the best case scenario in which there was a planner that understood mm-hmm. the timelines. Right. So when when I look at this, because we didn't have a whole lot of planners mm-hmm. up in Cincinnati, most weddings and still even today, they don't have that many planners. So what we experienced, especially like 2008, I turned teamed up with this great guy, Ron Wood Photography. I mean, we were a true team. This was photo and video mm-hmm. coming together. And how we actually learned from one another about the day and how the day goes and how the, the two separate entities can can work together. But also how we decided how to kind of look at the timeline. Now in this kind of situation, most people, when you're hiring that photographer or, or videographer, there's no wedding planner. 
So one of our roles always was, and I, I think this still goes on to a certain extent. For instance, uh, your, your situation right here, that photographer already had an idea about what they wanted that timeline to be. Mm-hmm. I think most, most photographers and videographers do. Correct. So in that initial meeting with that photographer or videographer, like what we do is you sit there and you go over, number one, that first question, you, do you guys want to remain traditional or do you want to see each other ahead of time? Mm-hmm. If someone tells us, and this is what you're talking about in your planning as you lay out that whole day, if someone says to us, we want to remain traditional, bam, it's over. That discussion's over. There's no, and all our focus is on structuring the photo shoots Right. Right. So that we can maximize still the number of photos that we can get in ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. Exactly. And that, like I said, that's best case scenario. So there is it, it's very easy uh, if you're hiring a professional photographer and or videographer, whatever. That's something that I think as a couple, everyone needs to be aware of. That whether you have a planner or you don't have a planner when you sit down with people that are helping you plan your day, mm-hmm. because you're a photographer and videographer. they Right. right? Yeah, and the DJ is part of that, too. Exactly. I mean, it's important that all of those people are working together. Right. And of course, it it, it helps if there's someone then that's connecting all of the dots. dots. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. And it, it really is. And I see the value of that. Um, but when you don't have the person that's connecting the dots, the way everything works primarily is your photographer and videographer. They're the ones that are planning the day all the way up to the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And then you have your ceremony. And then after that, I mean, that DJ picks right? it up or band, mm-hmm. whatever they, they, you know, they're, they're basically going to be running that show. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's just go back to what we do then as a photographer or videographer. And we're, we're, setting up that timeline, we find out whether they want to be traditional. If they want to remain traditional, that determines how you set up the itinerary. Mm-hmm. And even then you'd run into, and, and you see this all the time too, where the, the couple's expectations don't quite fit what they want in terms of being able to get all of these photos, you know, and it could be they're hitting a variety of locations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's getting them to focus so that they understand, as we always call it, the photo shoot begins after the bride's in the dress. Right. You know, there may be photos going on, there may be video going on prior to that, but but the the real moment is once the bride's in the dress. Mm -hmm. And then that is then the length of time that you have to apply for what their expectations are for their photos. Mm -hmm. Um, This situation that you had bothers me because (laughs) from a professional standpoint of, of decades and seeing you know, the, the the couple's concerns about timelines and putting everything together and then especially, you know, the two separate entities, you know, video and, and, and photography. And that, I think, is going to be another great episode that we'll have as mm-hmm. we have uh, Emily that's going to come in, right? Yes. Yes. And and getting the, the two separate entities to work together and to make that whole timeline work so that you can get all of these things that you want. Mm-hmm. And... Well, I was just going to say, in this case where something was apparently originally planned, yes, in the initial 
obviously discussion with the photographer, it never came out that their expectations, no matter what the couple wanted, was going to be that, nope, you're going to do a first look. Right. And, you know, and I've heard through the rumor mill that now there are some videographers and photographers saying that they're putting in their contract that you have to do a first look. Now, whether or not that's true, I'm not sure. I have not uh, I wish everyone verified could see my that. Face or, <laughs> like. that. I mean, that is forcing the couple to do something that they may not want to do. But I, okay. I think the point is that I'm trying to make here is that if that's important to you, then you need to communicate that to your vendors. Absolutely. I mean, the, the only comment, the only positive comment I can have about a contract like that, well, at least they're honest and upfront. Right. That's true. Yeah. You know and, what and the expectation okay. is. And right. then you can say, you know what, this isn't for us. And you can go to a different exactly. photographer. Uh, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. The problem that I, obviously you had, of course, that once it became aware that the, the itinerary was going to have to be majorly adjusted right that in there yeah. and it's well about, we're gonna i'm gonna have a conversation with this photographer and videographer and let them know that you know if that what we have to do is push the hair and makeup a little bit earlier just so that everybody's ready then that's what we'll do right because i want to make sure i do give the photographer and videographer enough right. time because they may have to have some setup shots for the ceremony i well, totally get that yes i have an interesting side question if you have not already dealt with this, what would happen if the hair and makeup person say, no, we can't start at that time? So we, 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 you know, we're, right? we're going to have to figure that out. I, yeah. Right. So <laughs> and it might just have to be that they need, we, we need to talk to the couple and say, listen, you need an extra hair and makeup person. Okay. Or, um, we have to talk to the photographer and say, Hey, listen, can we squeeze this in or can we push some of these till after the wedding? the actual ceremony, you right. know, before the right. Um, reception. Right. If, it, if, if, the, if the photographer is experienced and they know what they're doing, they can get all those pictures in that hour. We definitely absolutely agree yes. with that. <laughs> yes, it, it can be done. So this is just a another bit of research, right, that mm -hmm. the couple needs to do. In terms and just before they select, somebody. ask the questions too, and yeah. and stay true to what they want. That's a good place to wrap it. Up I think so right too. There. Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming and talking to me about this dilemma, and I hope our couples find this um, interesting and fascinating, and and will help them. Um, I also want to thank PS Productions for hosting this ENC Wedding Talk podcast. PS Productions has proudly served our Eastern North Carolina community with quality photography, video, audio productions, lighting, and sound rentals for over 16 years. If you would like to ask questions or have a topic you'd like us to discuss, please email us at encweddingtalkshow at gmail.com. I'm Jennifer Bertling, and I thank you for your time and being with us. Until next time, take care.